Mr. Grady, you were the caretaker here. I'm sorry to differ with you, sir. But you are the caretaker. You've always been the caretaker. Welcome to Happy Fun Time Movie Hour. My name is Eric. And I'm Arwen. We're back, we're new, and we might be just a little bit blue. So, it's Halloween. Yes, it is. The witching hour. (laughs) Of course. Uh I don't know. (laughs) Uh, And I like a good ghost story. You're you're not really into, like, the ghost story movies. Like a good ghost story. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's got to have a little... uh, more storyline than just, you know, scares, right? Yeah. Yeah. And this is, I think, the ultimate ghost story. I don't know. I think Ghost Ship is the ultimate ghost story. Ghost Ship is stupid. <laughs> I know, but it's so ridiculous. But today we're talking about The Shining. Rated R, 2 hours, 26 minutes. And you can see this right now as of this recording on HBO Max. Yes. It is directed by Stanley Kubrick, uh, who is most known for Full Metal Jacket and 2001, 2001 um, Eyes Wide Shut. Uh, and it stars Jack Nicholson, Shelley Duvall, Danny Lloyd, and Scatman Carruthers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we begin with like this beautiful, long shot of like the mountains and a river, I mm-hmm. think. Probably the Colorado River. Probably. And very ominous music. Very ominous mu- music. I learned that this shot was also repurposed in Blade Runner. Really? Yep. Uh, at the end where he's riding off into the sunset and huh. blah, blah, blah. And they're driving a yellow VW Beetle. Yes. In the book, it was a red VW Beetle. Yeah, and we'll see one of those later on. Yes. This this is done in chapters, much like our last movie was done in chapters. Kind yeah, of. I, I forgotten about that. Yeah. This one's called The Interview. So, just watching the film, it is so Kubrick. The colors... Oh, absolutely. ...are vibrant. I mean, we were sitting there watching just the scenery... In, in the scenes and I'm like this looks like it was shot now yeah and, and it's very detailed um, this is the first time uh, a movie has ever used Steadicam oh really so that's why we get all these long shots of people walking down uh-huh. hallways or even uh, Danny driving his little bike yeah through the hallways um, it's because we had Steadicam at this point and uh, he wanted to showcase that i thought it very much was a part of the story as much as any of the dialogue was part of the story so when we see jack he's sitting in a chair and reading a playgirl magazine which i never noticed oh i've noticed it every single time now well no i mean since we found out yeah but originally i didn't notice that and did he bring it with him or was it there you know good question i i really don't know (laughs) Um, But he gets interviewed. Um, He's going to be caretaker until April 1st, I think. 
uh, from October to April or something it's like that. Five months. Yeah. So March, April, something like that. Mm-hmm. He finds out that uh, the hotel was built in 1907. Yep. The whole the reason that they need a caretaker because they closed down this hotel during those months because the pass is too dangerous. Yeah, it's like it's they blocked. call it what the sidewinder or something like that. Something like that. And uh, because they go through, well, why would you want to close this place down? Because you're thinking skiing. Yeah. And uh, because of those reasons, they, they close it down. But the, the reason that they chose that location was for seclusion and scenery. Oh. Mm-hmm. And this hotel is a real hotel. Yes, this one is. Um, It's in Colorado. It's called the something hotel. Oh, you sent it to me earlier. I call it the Overlook. I mean, it's the Overlook Hotel think, in the book. I think it's called the Stanley. The Stanley, yeah. Then we get uh, a cut scene to uh, Danny and his mother, the very ugly Shelley Duvall. Be nice. I'm. I'm. That's about as nice as I can get <laughs> when I talk about Shelley Duvall. I also feel like they just made her look worse in this movie. She looks so tired. She has. All the teeth in her head. She does have some very large teeth. Jeez, oh, Pete. And uh, <laughs> her hair is all stringy. She's wearing clothing that is just knitted on her body or something. It's just like heavy looking clothing. So I I read the book. I watched the movie a lot. Yeah. And then I finally read the book. And I'd also seen um, the miniseries that was done. With the yeah. guy from Wings. Steven Weber. Yes. And uh, Rebecca, Rebecca DeMornay. So, in, in, in the book, she's a beautiful blonde woman. She's strong. She's capable. Um, and Kubrick decided that he wanted Shelley Duvall for this part because she was the opposite of those things. Because, yeah. because he felt like that character was not believable to be put up with jack's crap yes that actually happens all the time nothing (laughs) against really nothing against shelly duvall she was olive oil to me for she was great as olive oil and and she was the mother goose lady i still i don't care about the mother goose yeah but i remember her as that i just don't (laughs) uh but when i saw the shining and i saw her i was like Oh, she looks so tired and haggard. She's not what I would want as a leading lady in a movie. Yeah. And I think we know why she looks so tired and haggard. Yeah, we find out later. Well, besides Um, that, Kubrick was insane about how many takes he did on all all of these scenes. Yeah. I'd be exhausted after two. So, Danny is watching television or something like that then he has like this flash forward to the twins the deaths and the blood Mm -hmm. he does his silent scream thing that uh he does a couple times in this movie and uh he passes out a doctor comes uh it's a lady doctor and uh checks him out and says hey he's got a panic attack they talk about tony Tony's a little boy that lives in his mouth. And hides uh, in his tummy. And hides in his tummy. Um, which reminds me of Clerks 2. Really? Yeah, because Elias uh, has never had sex because of uh, 
uh, vagina goblins or something yes. like that. Uh-huh. And uh, and then he's never had a blowjob because of, you know, mouth goblins. <laughs> so, and, the, and, the, and yeah. <laughs> so. So that, they go back and forth a lot, too, here. You know, from Jack to to Wendy. Um, and I will say, during the scene with the doctor, originally I never thought of sexual abuse. But after seeing theories, yeah, I was like, I could see how the, people would interpret that as looking for sexual abuse. Well, he... I, I believe that in this in this movie, Jack is a child abuser. Um, he has all the signs. He reads Playgirl magazine willingly. Well, and then we 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 saw that on the, that particular issue that it talked about incest. Yeah, and I was like, ew. So, but I don't. When I read the book, I did not get that. That's because it was, it's not in the book. I know the. the Physical abuse aspect is much more heavily uh, developed in the book. Right. And that's what the movie also does physical abuse. But they really do give some child incest vibes in this movie. Yeah. And I think that's the theme that uh, Kubrick was going for in this. That's weird. It it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, hit you on the head kind of thing. No. It was a a very much a a, a subtle undertone. Yeah. Yeah. as Jack's character develops. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that uh, when they go back to Jack talking through his interview, they did, they ask him if he'd heard about the tragedy, the 1970 tragedy. Yeah. And this movie takes was came out in 1980. So I, I'm assuming that it's supposed to be a 1980-ish. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, he, he talks about that. They talk about like there's going to be 20 feet of snow up there. Mm-hmm. Um and that they're isolated for five months. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a fully stocked kitchen, so they're not going to starve to death. They're in a building that is well heated with this boiler uh, yeah, underneath the building. That they're supposed to take care of. Yeah. I only see them take care of it once. once. <laughs> it's like, uh... <laughs> in, 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 in the book, the boiler explodes and kills Jack in, yes. in the building. In the movie, that does not happen. They talk about the family that was killed. A guy caretaker had two Grady. daughters and a wife, and he chopped them up into little pieces mm-hmm. and then blew his head off. Yes. So trigger warning. Yeah. So that was an interesting story. So, so I think Jack goes, "That's quite a story." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and you got to understand, this is Jack Nicholson at his most Jack Nicholsony. Oh my goodness. I mean, like he's a psychopath. Between Cuckoo's Nest, this Batman and I don't know what else. Um he just plays this psychotic character. As good as it gets. <laughs> yeah, as good as it gets. <laughs> this is not your the departed guy. No. 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 But yeah, uh when when we go back to Wendy talking to the doctor when she describes what happened with Danny uh, and the incident where Danny was hurt by Jack. Yeah. The way she tells it is so nonchalant. Like, she's just kind of ah, laughing. And I've She's seen, constantly smoking. Drives yeah, me crazy. I, I've seen uh, people who live in abusive families talk this way. Because mm-hmm. like, they think totally it's normal. normal. Yeah. 
I also think she was trying to laugh it off with this person so that they didn't have, like, DHS come to their house. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That would have been something. (laughs) Like, "Eh, movie's over. Uh, So the next uh, chapter is Closing Day. Closing Day. We see the family driving up the Sidewinder and... uh, Danny's, Danny's Dan- hungry. Yeah, or Danny's something. like, I'm hungry. And Jack looks like he's already. He's over nuts. it. And he's he goes, like, Well, you should have ate breakfast. Yeah, you should have had something and for breakfast. You know, I understand that feeling. Oh, and then uh, Wendy asks if this is the area that the Donner Party had, had been in. And Jack's yeah. like, I'm not sure. And then Danny goes, Is that the cannibals? Because he knows about cannibals. Well, Danny. In in the book, Danny is more mature than he is in the in the movie, um, but there's like flashes of that character from the book in this mm-hmm. version of Danny. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking that maybe Tony might have told him. Well, he saw said he saw it on TV. Oh. Mm-hmm. Like he probably he probably saw musical. well he probably saw something about the Donner Party or you know. Yeah, I don't think I I learned about the Donner Party until I was at least middle school, sixteen, really. Yeah, so uh, they get up to the hotel. Everybody's leaving. What? I just can't read what I wrote. Oh. Um, and for the most part, Wendy and Jack are doing the tour. Yeah. Danny's in the game room playing darts. Yep. And then he sees the twins, and then he leaves the room. Yeah. <laughs> Might as well. Um, and then we get, uh, like, they talk about the hedge maze. Yes. A little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, which isn't in the book at all. No, it's... Um, uh... But this is a good... Um, it's, a, it's a really brilliant thing that they do. They, mm-hmm. they, they make this hedge maze and that Danny and his mother are, are like, they navigate through a couple mm-hmm. times. Mm-hmm. Without Jack. Yes. Well, that's... We'll get there. Um, yeah. So, uh... Let me see we here. meet the cook. They haven't gotten that far yet. They go through the gold the gold room. Yeah. Which is the ballroom. And uh, Wendy's like, ooh, we could have a real party here. The thing about Wendy's character is she's always trying to stay positive. Yeah. And Jack is always an asshole. Yeah. Every single time. Every single time. Unless there's an audience. Right. Uh, yeah, and and she's just like always trying to make light of things. She's trying and, to be a good wife. Yeah. She calls him hun, which annoys the crap out of me the whole entire movie. Is it because of her tone or? Yeah. It's, oh. oh, hun, hun, hun. <laughs> it's like, shut up. <laughs> then, then, then they meet, meet the Dick cook. and... That's this is Scatman Carruthers. Yeah, and I like this scene where he's talking to Wendy about the food, right. and then he just subtly looks over to Danny. Was and through brain telepathy, he's like, "You want some ice cream, Doc?" And I'm like, "Oh, here we go." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so, so we learn that uh, th- that Dick Halloran has something called The Shining, mm-hmm. um, which I believe is in. Almost every Stephen King novel, somebody it's has just not a version yeah. of what we call The Shining. Yeah, definitely Carrie had it. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
you know, some the Dark Tower series. It sounds like that was there was a involved kid in there. in there that I believe had The Shining. Um, there's several other books that he's written where mm-hmm. the person has like a special power, and it's all versions of The Shining. Mm-hmm. And it, even in Doctor Sleep, when they had that that carnival group, yeah, mm-hmm. they all had different versions of The Shining. Yeah, and. What was it Dick says? He says, uh, some shine, some don't. Yeah, it was kind of funny uh, but before he has this talk with Danny. Wendy goes, how did you know we call him Doc? And he's like, oh, I must have heard you say it. And she goes, I don't think so. Yeah. She's like, I didn't call him Doc. Did you call him Doc, Jack? And Jack's like, I didn't call him. Jack anything. wasn't even there I know, at this I'm point. Kidding. Yeah. Um, Danny asks about room 237. Um, he asked Dick if he's scared of the place, and Dick's like, "No." Uh, what about room three twenty or two thirty-seven? Yeah, and he goes, "You're scared of that room," and uh, and he he's like, "What's in it?" And Dick gets real serious. It's like nothing. Yeah, you got no business in that room. You stay out of that room. Right. <laughs> so then we cut to one month later. Mm-hmm. Now Dick isn't going to stay there. Dick's going to Miami and going to live his life. For the next five months in Miami. Uh-huh. Um, so it's just Wendy, Jack, and Danny. Mm-hmm. And then we get the first scene of Danny on his big wheel, or trike. His trike. And just going over the carpet, hitting the hardwood floor, going over the carpet, so, hitting the right wood, uh, hardwood floor. The sound... Of this first time. It does not happen this way any other time. No. This very first scene of him doing this, the sound is much louder. And there's like this weird rhythm because he's like on and off. Yeah. Then on carpet, you know. And I'll tell you what. It was first, brilliant. The first time I ever watched this movie uh-huh. um, was right here. I just turned the television on and this scene was playing. And it, it hooked me somehow. Mm. Um, and I'm... 12 years old mm-hmm. so I'm like alright let's watch this movie and I watched the rest of the movie just because of that big wheel scene mm-hmm. and you can kind of relate to it that it was so weird yeah yeah I mean I had a big wheel and my grandmother had a, like a little like slope mm-hmm. that she had that went to the sidewalk and what I would do is I'd get go down the the hill as fast as I could, mm-hmm. and then hit the emergency brake. Uh, they which had would, brakes. Yeah, it had a little handbrake. Oh, the big wheels did. I was gonna say and, generics did not. I don't think. <laughs> and it would like spin out, and that's what I would do. <laughs> that's funny. I remember doing stuff like that, but I don't remember a break, and I would get to places where I'd be like, I can't stop, and I'd just fall over. I'd like force it to fall over. I did the same thing on bikes. That's the most pathetic thing I've ever heard. (laughs) I was an only child. I didn't have anybody else to play with. (laughs) I had to figure out my own systems of saving myself. Yeah. (laughs) Another Stephen King reference in that time where I would play with the big wheel uh, was that uh, uh, semi-trucks would barrel down the road. Oh, yeah. Even though it was like 25 miles an hour through that part of town. They don't care. It was a major highway, and yeah. these truckers would go by at 50 miles an hour. 
And you Man, know where I'm talking about, like right? Pet cemetery. Yeah. yeah. You know where I'm talking about, I think though, so, right? Yeah. Uh, in North Fairfield. Yeah. They would just barrel down the road, and there's a stop sign, like at least about a half mile up the road. I'm surprised Amish people didn't get slaughtered by them. Uh, there, there was no Amish in North not Fairfield. North Fairfield. No. Wow. No Amish. They must have stayed towards Mansfield. Yeah, they were they were mostly like north east. Okay. Like Ashland, Mansfield, uh Shelby. It just seems like North Fairfield would have been a great place for Amish. Yeah. There's probably. nothing else there. That place was stuck in nineteen fifty five. Yeah, it would yeah. It was so weird. <laughs> anyway. Nobody knows where we're talking about from down here. <laughs> yeah. So we see Wendy. She's got this big old tray. She's got breakfast on it. And she serves Jack breakfast in bed. And She he's... wakes him up and, and he's like, what time is it? And he's like, she's like, it's 1130. And he's like, oh my gosh, you know. Yeah. So he's staying up late. He's trying to write. He's a writer. Um, in the book, he was like, what, an English teacher or something yes. like that? Um, and the whole reason that he's not a teacher anymore which they do not explain in the movie at all. Is because he beat a little blonde kid to he, death. He, I don't think he beat him to death, but he like brain damaged a student. Yeah. Because he was drunk. But D- Jack has writer's block and it's driving him crazy. Well, also, so when Wendy, you know, she's like, let's go for a walk today. Yeah. And he's like, uh, I better write. And she goes, do you have any ideas? And he goes, lots of ideas. No good ones. Right. Yeah. Hmm, maybe you shouldn't be a writer. Right. <laughs> and and they talk about the hotel and he says, like, I, th- I feel like I've been here before. I, I can't put my finger on it. Yeah, but... he says that as soon as he came up for the interview, he fell in love with the place. Yeah. And you know what? I wouldn't mind living up there. Oh, my gosh. That no. That would be awesome. As long as there was enough movies, Wi-Fi. And enough craft supplies to get me through five months. Yeah. I'm I'm down. <laughs> I feel you. Um, so he he's got that writer's block. He's trying to figure out what he's gonna write. Um, he's whacking this tennis ball against the the walls. Yeah, he's supposed to be writing. And yeah. this this room is gorgeous. It's huge. Well, yeah, it's like a giant uh lounge. Yeah. And we cut to Wendy and uh, Danny navigating the maze. And there's no snow yet. No, there's no snow yet. But they do these fade-ins and fade-outs to Jack. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And then Wendy and Danny and then Jack again. Jack is navigating the hallways while they're navigating the... The no, he's maze. he's he's standing over the model. Well, yeah, later, like in a in a minute or two. Yeah, okay. But no, at first it just it it swipes to him wandering the the hallways oh, okay. to them wandering the hedge maze, mm-hmm. and then yeah, then he looks at the hedge maze, uh, the model of it, and he looks down, and you see like a little Danny and a little Wendy in the very center. In the center, yeah. So, do you remember how this scene was made? No. So they did not build a huge maze. They they built the centerpiece there. Um, and then they superimposed that centerpiece into the shot with the model so that it looked like oh. they were there. 
That's interesting. Very cost effective to do it that way, too. I, I also noticed that uh, Wendy had in her hand a Polaroid camera. I know. And for those that don't know what even a camera is, <laughs> it's that thing that used to be like separated from your phone. This would take an instant photo that would develop itself yeah. and and you would see the picture that you had just taken up to eight minutes later. Yeah, you could shake it and it would come faster and uh, it would develop faster. <laughs> I remember when Polaroid did digital cameras that you could you could uh, develop film for. That was interesting. Like actual film? Yeah. Yeah. Um, they kind of have a Polaroid now that looks like a little suitcase, in my opinion. And it pops out these little photos. Really? Yeah. Instant something. And it's just not the same. No. It is not the same as like those original giant. Yes. I mean, there's just something nostalgic about it. So, uh, so I got Tuesday. The, I, yeah. But first oh. I got the impression that Jack was actually watching Wendy and Danny when he was looking down on them. Yes. I That's what you're supposed to feel. But I don't know, since this hotel's a little weird, I don't know if that's actual what he was seeing. Right. Or if he was imagining that. That could be too. So, yeah. So now it's Tuesday. Yes. <laughs> I wrote down... Big ass can of fruit cocktail. Wendy, I did too. I wrote big ass bowl of fruit cocktail. Because <laughs> Wendy, Wendy's opening this giant industrial can with yeah. those those can openers we it's used like to a use at East Chicago. Two gallon can. I was like, that's gonna last you a month. <laughs> it's a lot of fruit cocktail. It's a lot. <laughs> I was gonna mention also like uh, in the hedge maze, there's these benches yeah. every couple feet. And then there's a plaque behind them, and I'm thinking that that's the donations, probably and things like that. Did you also notice? Uh, I I didn't really think about it until I was like actively paying attention at the ends of some of the um, the the pathways. There's red triangle, metal red triangles. Oh no, I didn't notice. Yeah, that. so that you could pull it up and call for help if you were stuck. Oh, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> Because you know there's people that don't know how to get out. Yeah, they're, they're just in there and they're like, oh dear, uh-huh. I made a mistake. <laughs> so while she's um, fixing the, all this, the TV's on and they're talking about it. Uh, the news is talking about a snowstorm that's coming tomorrow. And so... Mm-hmm. I thought they were watching Summer of 42 or something like that. No, I think that's later. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, news, snowstorm... Danny is uh, on his trike. Yeah, he's on his little big wheel, and he stops in front of room 237. He looks up at it. He gets off his bike, goes over to it. Puts his hand on that knob. And it's locked. Thank goodness. Yeah. It's kind of funny. Um, you tell a kid not to do something, they're going to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Jack is riding. He does see the twins blip, by the way. In this scene, too. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. I think that's why he moves on is because he sees the twins. Yeah, probably. Those does. twins are creepy. Yeah. I, I've seen recent pictures of them, or at least recent as of, like, 2014. Uh-huh. And uh, they're adults, and they're still twins. Did you hear that, guys? They're yeah. still twins. They're still twins. Wow. 
So Jack is writing. Wendy visits him. Uh, he, he he just like oh. he is so not even passive aggressive. He's just aggressive. He's aggressive. And he's like, when I'm in here and you hear me typing, you don't come in. Yeah. You know. She's just stunned. Yeah, and he, he just tells her to leave. He tells her to get the F out. Yeah. You know, and it's like, if you had done that to me, I'd have kicked your chair over. <laughs> I'd been like, you don't talk to me like that. Then but I you don't talk to me like that anyway. Then I would have punched you in the mouth. <laughs> and that would have been it. You'd have been like, I love you anyway. Nope. Yeah, that's how that works. Nope. Uh, now it's Thursday. Wendy and Danny are outside playing in the snow. Yeah. And it reminds me of a time that my mom and I had been outside playing in the snow. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, I miss snow. But I also don't miss snow. No. No. <laughs> a couple years ago, we had like that dumb ice storm and uh, and uh, you fell on your face. <laughs> I was so glad I had built-in airbags that day. Yeah. I did break all the eggs. Yeah, all the eggs <laughs> Every were Every single one of them. <laughs> it was... It was inexplicable um there jack, so many jack is looking crazy though he's like wandering the halls like he's wringing his hands unbelievable at how well he can push his eyes back into his head he yeah. had to have had a migraine every day on this set. yeah he does that whole tilted head forward looking straight into the camera thing and he just looks angry i wrote jack stares and looks deranged yeah i just <laughs> I, I just put down Jack looks crazy. And then it's Saturday. And for those of you that don't live in a climate where you get a lot of snow, mm -hmm. um, there's something called snow drifts. Yes. And a snow drift is when snow is blown up the side of a building or up the side of a wall of some sort. Um, into you can trees. see it around fence lines yeah. a lot. And it's just this slope of snow. And, and it gets compacted. And yeah, it gets compacted and it can it can go infinity. Mm -hmm. When I went to Buffalo, I saw snow drifts taller than my car. Mm -hmm. Um the the road was clear, but like, you know, uh snow plows make these snow drifts on the side of the road mm -hmm. and they can grow. Yeah. And they were taller than the car. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is like driving in a cave. Yeah. So there was There's so much snow, snow here. up the side of the building. Uh-huh. And uh, it, they kind of show it's up um, past the second floor. Yeah. Yeah. And you see this utilized later in the movie but it, it goes up to their bathroom yeah. window is mm -hmm. what they show us we don't know that's their bathroom window mm -hmm. at the time but it's their bathroom window yeah so wendy uh tries the phone yeah and she's using an old-fashioned style switchboard yes um like they have their own switchboard there uh because there's so many phones probably in all the rooms mm -hmm. so you see that also in four rooms. Yes. Uh, the thing buzzes. He plugs it in. He goes, hello. Mm -hmm. But she's trying to make a call out. She can't do that. So she goes over to the CB radio and calls the forest rangers. Yes. And they're like. They're really polite. Yeah. They're like, oh, hey, Mrs. Torrance, blah, blah, blah. Don't leave this off. 
Well, they're like, you should probably leave your radio on. And then she keeps talking and it's like, well, uh, is there anything else we can do for you? Yeah. Because <laughs> it's like, you can't just sit there and talk to them all day. Right. And, and they use, you know, proper CB etiquette, you know, and they say yes. over and all mm. that other garbage that I just never understood. So Danny's uh, riding his trike again. Yeah. This time he's on blue carpet. Okay. And uh, he he runs into the twins this time. Yep. And they're standing very ominously in the hallway and they're like, come play with us, Danny. Come play with us. Forever and ever and ever. Forever and ever. (laughs) And then he gets a glimpse of them all hacked up. Yeah. And then uh, he closes his eyes. Like, he covers his eyes and Mm -hmm. it waits and then he opens and, and they're gone. So, one thing I do appreciate that Kubrick did with this particular actor is that he never knew he was making a horror movie. Yeah. He never saw anything that was violent like this and he was kept out of scenes where they were yelling at each other. Right. Yeah. And as, as much as people hate Kubrick films, I mean, people, uh, they, they get disturbed when they watch a Kubrick film. And I think that's on purpose. Full metal jacket you know, the scenes with uh, Private Pile. You should be disturbed by um, that. The Vietnam scenes. Yeah. The, you know, the the war. Mm-hmm. Um, in 2001, it's just the, the silence and the madness of it. Mm-hmm. Um, in in Eyes Wide Shut, you're just disturbed throughout the movie because it's it's just a disturbing uh, subject. Yeah, I you didn't know, like it's that about, one. It's, a, it's basically about divorce, I think. Mm. Um, and he wrote AI, but never got to direct it because he was dead by then. Um, so Spielberg directed that one. Is that the one with the blue fairy? Yeah. Oh, that's heartbreaking. And, 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 and uh, Clockwork Orange, there's just many disturbing scenes in that movie. Yeah, I'm not watching that one. Yeah, you're going to watch no, it. No, I don't want to watch yeah, that one. Yeah, we're going to do that movie eventually. Mm. It's just going to happen. It's oh. not your fault. I don't wanna. You're just going to. Um, so anyway. And then Danny talks to Tony, and Tony's like, "Remember what Dick said? You know, they're just pictures in a book. Mm-hmm. They can't hurt you." Right. And so he's like, "Oh, okay." Except one hurts him. Well, you haven't Later. gotten there yet. Yes. So it's Monday. It's Monday, and they're watching TV. They're watching Summer of '42. So when it first came on, because they're just framed on the TV, yeah, and uh, the scene is like the the boys delivering groceries or something, and she's like, "Oh, how will I ever pay you?" I go, "Are they watching porn?" I've seen this movie before, but yeah, it's what? called "What Eating Gilbert Grapes." Stop making fun of that movie. I like that movie. But the guy delivers groceries that's and then true. bangs the hell out of her. <laughs> I mean, that's what happens. That is true. But no, this is Summer of 42, which is also a movie where a young man uh, gets seduced by an older woman. Oh, okay. Um, I've seen it one time. It's okay. It's a weird thing for you to be watching with your child then. Yeah. But, but he's it's happily a, it's playing, you know. It's an Academy Award you know? winning movie, so uh, what are you going to do? Yeah. Uh, he wants TV, his fire engine. Yeah, the TV also has no cord. It's not plugged yes. into anything. Yeah. And people that are we like, can see. people are like, Kubrick did this on purpose. You know? Because everything's in the imagination of Wendy. 
actually, probably what the hotel did is they have uh, a plug under the floorboards. That could be, or it's just not as significant as people think I it is. I don't think it is, as, it is as significant, but I can totally see a hotel putting a, a, a outlet right there. Well, you know, one of the main causes of accidents are slips, trips, and falls. Exactly. I mean, you could trip over that cord. So exactly. yeah, it's probably in the floor. Yeah. Because in my office, my office is huge and I have to navigate uh, where I'm going to place certain items in our room so that when we get up and other people get up, that they don't trip over things. Yeah. And yeah. it's kind we, of a we nightmare. We do the same thing. I mean, there was a guy that tripped over a hose in our in in our uh, production unit and after that they they made it so that the hoses are in the ceiling uh, and they can retract mm-hmm. so makes sense yeah so yeah J- Danny wants to get his fire engine just out of the blue and 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 Wendy's like no your dad's asleep and if you wake him up he'll be angry mm-hmm. which reminded me of somebody I can't tell you who it is and uh it's not me <laughs> no i am angry if i if i get woken up though <laughs> i just don't <laughs> i get angry when people tiptoe around me like i'm gonna break their face though well yeah so um, danny danny sneaks into the room yeah he he goes in there and he's like i promise i'll tiptoe and i won't make a noise and mm-hmm. blah 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 and wendy's like well okay you can go up there alone with but your come right angry back. angry evil father That's- and he's like good <laughs> And and he goes up there, and Jack is just sitting in his bed, just staring at the wall. Yeah, he and looks like a mental patient. Yeah, he he uh, he asks Danny to come over, puts him on his lap, hugs so him, and kisses him on the forehead. This scene's uh, filmed really neat. Yeah, because you're seeing Danny full on, and then you're seeing Jack from the mirror. Yeah, and um, I just think that's really clever. Oh, absolutely! Art, an art style to use other props Again, in the yeah, room, Kubrick. and you can't and you can't see a camera. No. So I mean, it's just really shot well. Danny asks Jack if he feels bad, and tells him to go back to sleep. Yeah, and he's like, "I can't. I've got too much to do." And then it gets weird. Why did it get weird? Because Jack hugs him. And everything gives him a kiss. And uh, he goes, do you like the hotel? And he's like, I do. I love it. Do you? I, he's like, I guess so. And he goes, I really want you to like it here, basically. And then uh, he asks him, you wouldn't hurt me, would you? And uh, Jack is like, did your mother say that? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, crap. He also, he also he's like, says no, something Dad. that the twins say. You know, Jack says, uh, I just wish we could stay here forever and ever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and and that was that was kind of a good callback right there. Yeah. And he he said that he would never hurt him. him not or ever. Wendy. Yeah. Because he loves them so yeah. much. Um Yeah. He's like, Did your mom say that? <laughs> that bitch. Like 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 his whole demeanor changed. Yeah. In that instant. And then he softens again, you know. And then it's Wednesday. 
Yeah, it's Wednesday. Danny's playing with some toys in the carpet. So the Toy Story carpet. Yeah. So so the carpet is One Direction. Yeah. And then a ball rolls up to the middle of his cars, and when he looks up to see, the carpet is the opposite direction now. Yeah, I feel like that's just a movie mistake. I, I don't think that's a. I, I don't. I don't think that's like. I a feel thing. actually that it's not. I feel like it's. He's stepped over the threshold from reality to the ghost reality. Okay. And I feel because Kubrick didn't typically make mistakes, I feel like it was intentional. Then you got to explain, you know, why certain tables are missing in between takes and uh, things like that. I mean, okay. It's I, possible. I just don't think that Kubrick was such a genius that he was like, uh, this. But he, it could be also could that, be that he's both just happen. trying to disorient you. Absolutely. In, in a way. And a lot of people won't catch it. No. But I, I feel like, you know, that was more of a, he shifted over. He's being, he's being led by ghosts at this point. He's in the ghost world. Yeah. And, and he he calls Danny, out for his mom. Danny's wearing this wide collar shirt with a sweater over it that has the Apollo Eleven rocket on yes. it, and that proves that we never landed <laughs> on the moon. So the the outfit he was in before really got me too. It was a red plaid shirt with the really long tails, yeah, shirt collar tails, over a blue Mickey Mouse sweater. Yeah, uh, Mickey Mouse kicking a football. Yes. Uh huh. Um, and it looked homemade. It did. I mean, it looked cool though. Uh, but he's yeah, in really weird. They're all in weird outfits, it's, but it's he is the late seventies, early eighties, and you're going to have weird fashion because nobody knew how to dress themselves in the early eighties. That is truth. <laughs> That's funny. Um, but yeah, he's wearing like that Apollo Eleven shirt. And I watched a, a documentary called Room 237. Yeah. And uh, they're saying, like, 237 is significant because it's exactly how far you can get to the moon. Except it's not. No, it's like 237,000 miles away. And, and 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 Kubrick was apologizing for landing on the moon. Yeah, I think it was just a sweater there. So he looks at, he's near Room Playing near room thir- 237. Yeah. God dang it. And uh, the door's open. Yeah. And so he goes inside. Then we cut to Wendy. She's actually checking the boilers. Yep. She's checking the boilers and then someone's screaming. He's going, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and she runs up there and she sees Jack and he's asleep and he falls out of his chair because of nightmare. No, she's trying to wake him up and he falls out of the chair. Yeah. Yeah. And he looks, I've never seen him look like this before. He looks scared. Scared and helpless. Yes. And terrified. And I'm like, well, how many takes did he have to do this scene? He's probably exhausted. Absolutely. (laughs) And he said he dreamed that he uh, chopped Wendy and Danny up into little pieces. And then he goes, I'm losing my mind. Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, Danny comes in during yeah. this scene and and you think he's just walking slow because, you know, what he's seeing. No, well, he's you, traumatized. You can see his collar is uh Yeah, after after up. a few seconds you realize it. And Wendy goes and picks him up or looks at him and he's got like a, a 
red mark on his neck. Uh Uh-huh. And he's just staring that thousand-yard stare that Danny Lloyd can only do. She picks him up. Well, yeah, she picks him up. And I never realized it until recently. Yeah, it's a puppet. It's a puppet. It's so weird. Now that I know, I just thought Danny was still being traumatized. Yeah. Because you're not supposed to be looking at him like that, you know? But yeah, no. She picks him up. She turns to Jack and she says, you did this. Mm -hmm. And he's like, what the fuck? Frigg are you talking about? She's like, you son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and then and she runs she away. She runs away. And, he looks and Jack's like, flabbergasted. Jack's like, I did not do that. <laughs> I did not. And then, so Jack's angry. He's like wringing his hands again, walking the halls, and he walks right into the gold room. Well, also, every time he gets angry and walks away, he litters. He, like, knocks stuff off the shelves, and I'm yep. like, somebody's got to clean that up. Well, they got five months to clean it up, really. I well, mean, it's not that big of a deal. He damaged stuff. He's supposed to be making sure that nothing is broken and things are fixed, and he hasn't done one thing. Wendy has done it all. Well, yeah. He's the caretaker. I think she's the caretaker. Well, he's making sure that care is being taken. That's <laughs> what a caretaker does. No. He delegates. We digress. So he goes up to this bar. The bar is not stocked, obviously. There's no booze there. Well, yeah, they mentioned at the beginning, you know, that all the bo- all the booze is taken out because of insurance purposes. Right. And Which so is he's, smart. He's sitting there, and then uh, uh, the bar he, is suddenly... He puts his head down, yeah. and he closes, like, covers his eyes. And then he looks up, and he's like, hey, Lloyd. Yeah, and <laughs> Lloyd's just standing there. And he's like, like, he's been there forever. Hello, sir. <laughs> he's like, what does he say? Quiet night, isn't it? And then he does his Joker laugh. I know. I mean, yeah, he's just, well, he is him. He, he says, you've always been the best bartender. Yeah. I was like, there's another clue. Yeah. <laughs> he's always been here and he'll be there forever. And, and he, ever. he says that, uh, he's got, Two twenties in his wallet or something. That two twenties and two tens. Yeah, that that he's didn't think he was going to get to spend until you know the end of the the time there, and then he pulls out his wallet and he's like, "I'm a little light." Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, "A, why do you have your wallet on you when you know you're not going to need it for five months?" And B, where did your money go? <laughs> Who knows. <laughs> So he's drinking some Jack Daniels, and uh, he calls Wendy the old sperm bank. I know. <laughs> Rude. He swears he'd never hurt Danny, uh, but he hates Wendy for reminding him. It's um, been three years. He did hurt Danny once. Yeah. Danny knocked over some papers, and he pulled him up, and uh, he did not calculate his strength properly. No, he, he took his arm out of the socket, which happened to me as a kid. Yeah. Apparently, um, it hurts like nothing you've ever experienced. I guess. <laughs> so while he's sitting there, Wendy enters. She's hysterical. She's holding a baseball bat. And she says that that uh, they're not alone in the building, that there's a woman in room 237 mm-hmm. that's tried to strangle And Danny. he goes, he goes, are you effing nuts? Yeah. <laughs> I and laugh like, out loud huh. every time I hear it, too. <laughs> So we go to like another news break and it's Miami news and Halloran is watching and sees that uh, they're snowed in up there. He's almost not watching. 
It's like he's in a trance almost at this point. Yeah. But I just love his apartment. His apartment's great. <laughs> he's got a big uh, naked lady behind him. And in front poster, of him. Yeah. And in front of him, <laughs> above the television, is just this other big naked lady. I'm like... They're, they're beautiful women, too. I'm like, this is definitely a bachelor pack. Yeah. You know, to each their own. And then... Uh, then it cuts a little bit to Jack going into room 237. While I, I believe Halloran is watching this. Yes. Uh, Danny is also watching this uh, as it unfolds because he's having convulsions. He's like and, foaming at the mouth. Yeah. And how he didn't know that that was not a horror scene, so, I don't get. So Danny is actually communicating this all to ha- Dick Halloran. Yeah. That's how he's even seeing any of this. The first time I watched this movie, uh-huh. like I said. You were young. I turned it on, mm-hmm. and it was Danny <laughs> driving his little bike, and I kept watching. This was on uh, uh, the American Broadcasting Corporation's channel. ABC? Yeah. and At like, what, 2 a.m.? Well, they didn't have TV on at 2 a.m. Apparently, after midnight, uh, during this time in my life... They would just show movies uncut. This is how I watched Silver Silver Streak and um, and, and The Shining mm-hmm. and Carrie. Oh wow! I, I've seen like these movies, and they were uncut, unedited, uncured. Well, no, unedited. What do you mean unedited? Meaning you mean that un- you when mean uncensored, when a woman stands up, she is not blurred out any. You of mean her uncensored, parts. unedited. Yeah unedited for tv yeah okay and so this woman stands up she's hot as hell and you can't teach that she's okay she's hot as hell and you can't teach that (laughs) you can definitely tell it's not full on full on yeah (laughs) full on uh boobs and bush right there and i was like i like this movie a lot more now (laughs) and she walks over to jack jack's like hey let me pull this out. So, no. Actually, I, I I always thought she just walked directly up to him. She walks about halfway to the through the room, and then she kind of side turns. I was like, well, that was weird. And then he comes the rest of the way. And then she slowly, like, uses her hands and opens his jacket and then embraces him. And yeah. I'm like, that shot weird. Uh, who cares? It's a naked lady. No, I get like- it. I mean... If, if there were more naked ladies in movies, I'd watch them. There are plenty of movies with naked ladies in them. Yeah, but not all of them. They don't all need them. Anyway, so, Potter needed so naked Jack ladies. and this mystery tub woman start kissing. Yeah, they start making the hell out. And then he looks in the mirror and she's got sores all over her back. And then he pulls away and she's like this old hag. You can kind of see when they're kissing that her hairline changes. Yeah. But it's real subtle. And poor Nat- Jack Nicholson had to kiss that ugly ass woman. <laughs> I mean, I never wanted to be an actor less. So not only was uh, were they showing her like doing the zombie type walk towards him laughing and everything. Yeah. They also cut back and forth to her being in the tub. Uh, decomposing yeah. and everything and bloated and getting up. And I was like, why... 
Why are they doing that? So I feel like she was drowned. No, she committed suicide. Okay. Yeah. See, I didn't know that. Yeah. And how, in do, the, we, how do you know? In that? the book, she committed suicide. Oh. Yeah. I read the book, but I was in the fifth grade, so yeah, uh, I should not have been reading. If books I remember, like that. if I remember correctly, she was like this wealthy woman, and she would come up there with her boy toys or something, and she got rejected once, and she went back to her room and killed herself. Oh wow! And they didn't find her until like the next day or so or something. I wrote a lot. I I wrote a lot too. So the one thing that this movie didn't do that the book did. Was show how alive the, the hotel yeah. really is, and I feel like they he 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 tried a little bit, but he didn't want to do it for some reason. And he didn't want to do it. I I think that one of the reasons is because there was no technology that can make hedge uh, monsters do I'm their thing. I'm fine with changing the hedge monsters out to a hedge maze. Yeah. Um, but the actual hotel, there you would have been hear more voices. Ghosts. Exactly. If this movie was made today, um, they would hire the guy that did Hill House, Haunting of oh, Hill House. Oh, we should tell him to do this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If, let's let's get a hold of him, dude. And, seriously, and he could do I mean, The Shining. It would scare the crap out of me if he did it. Because there'd be a ghost in every every single frame of the movie. Yeah. And they wouldn't interact. They would just be there. Yeah, and the one thing that I really enjoyed about the book, the book was hard to read, and I love reading, but this book was hard to read. Stephen King was a little wordy in this book. Um, but Like the, one paragraph would, would do like a, a half a scene. And, and sometimes things would drag out, but... The, the ghosts in the hotel were actively working to ensure that this family would meet the same fate and that they would gain Danny's powers by having Danny here and then yeah. they could entrap more people and more people. Which was kind of what they did in the Doctor Sleep movie. Yes. Um, I felt like that movie was kind of an FU to Kubrick. It could have been, yeah. But it was also an amendment to make things right for Stephen King. Yeah. But it was very much a sequel to the movie, not the it, book. It was. But there was a lot of things that made up for, for omissions. Yeah. So we get to Jack going into their room and Wendy's there and she goes, did you find he her? He knocks. Yeah. He has to knock because she's knocked the door. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, did you find her? And he's like, no, there wasn't anything in there. Yeah. I don't know what the hell Completely you're talking Completely lies about. to her. You are and a she's psycho like, woman. Well, she goes, well, then how did Danny get those marks on him? Somebody did that to him. And and Jack clearly has a theory about that and that Danny choked himself. Yeah. And he says it's it's similar to that incident that happened before we moved here. You know? Yeah. And I'm like, was Danny attacked by another ghost? Who knows? It's entirely possible. Yeah. Um, but she says Danny's asleep, and when they cut to Danny, his eyes are wide freaking open. Mm -hmm. And he is like... And you hear a heartbeat. Yeah. You hear a heartbeat through a lot he of sees, this. He sees the red rum. Yes. Um, Wendy wants to leave. Jack scolds her. He goes, you don't... Something about... You don't ever think about me. And that there were that was that running theme, and it's like I have responsibilities here. Yeah, and I get that, but also if your son is hurt, yeah, 
Uh, oh, and Danny sees the uh, blood out of the elevator. Yeah. That's uh, a lot It's of not blood. the first time he's no. seen that either. He's seen it like twice now, at least. Like mm-hmm. when he first has his panic attack, that's what he sees. And he sees it here. Jack. For some reason, I've always thought that he was in, on his trike facing the elevators when the blood comes out, but he's not. Uh uh-uh. uh. Jack also accuses Wendy of making a big deal out of nothing and that he goes, I've let you F up my life so far. I'm not going to let you do it anymore or something like that. And I'm like, dude, you were just mean. Again, I I know somebody just like that. (laughs) So they cut back to Jack. He's wandering the halls again and he's throwing another fit. Yes. Big old baby tantrum. And uh, he hears singing. So he goes into the gold room. Uh Uh-huh. Um, we cut to ha- we cut to Dick Halloran. Mm-hmm. He calls the Forest Rangers because he can't get a hold of the Overlook, and he's like, "Hey, man, could could you uh, tell me why I can't get a hold of the Overlook?" And they're like, "Yeah, because we don't have phones up there." <laughs> the Forest Service Service people are the nicest people yeah. ever. <laughs> yeah, they're really nice, and he's like. Uh, can you radio them see if they're okay I'm, I'm I'm really worried about them yeah blah 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 guy goes yeah call me back in 20 minutes and I'll I'll see what I can do but you know at, by that time Jack has pulled all the uh, circuits out yeah I I had always thought he destroyed the whole thing I did too I, I saw him pick it up I'm like oh he's gonna smash it and yeah he didn't he just like took the box apart it's, and... it's funny how you can watch a movie like a thousand times and still not remember yeah. everything that's going to happen yeah it, it's, it's kind of funny actually <laughs> um but yeah jack had already taken the circuits out or the whatever yes. they are chips whatever the, the breakers i don't know if i don't know if breakers. that's what if they were breakers or not anyway he took out pieces from the thing it doesn't work anymore yep <laughs> he took stuff out because he could hear work. the forest service guy calling yeah and that's why he even went in there. Um, Jack goes to a party in the gold room. Mm-hmm. And uh, Hi, Lloyd. His, his money is no good there. <laughs> yeah, he's got money in his wallet now. Mm-hmm. Like, where where did he find his money? Yeah, he just found his money. It's no big deal. And uh, it's weird. he gets a drink. He goes over to like mingle and him dancing is hilarious by the way somebody runs into him and uh, he looks uh, like he's just a waiter yeah he yeah he's a waiter yeah i'm just saying he runs into him Uh uh-huh um spills some drinks on him and he's like oh sir i'm so sorry this is apricot something something yeah and and it'll stain if i don't clean this off so they go to the bathroom the reddest bathroom i have ever seen very entire life red room like, I've been in schools where they they paint the bathrooms, the school colors. It has never been this glaringly red. No. And, <laughs> and it's the cleanest bathroom in the world. Well, yeah. Very clean. Yeah. Like, polished to perfection. Clean. Mm-hmm. And you find out that uh, this is his Delbert name Grady. is Delbert Grady. Mm-hmm. And it's funny. Jack goes, he, he kind of looks and he's like, I recognize that name. He's like, he's like, you used to be the caretaker here. And he's like, oh, I'm just a waiter, sir. I don't know what you're talking about. He goes, you chopped your kids and your wife up into little pieces. He goes, I don't know about that. Yeah. 
So he says he does have a wife and two kids, two daughters. Yeah. He goes, where are they? He goes, oh, they're out. They're around here somewhere. Yeah. And I don't think we ever see his wife. No. In fact, for whatever reason, I thought his wife was the one in the tub, but apparently not. No. Mm -mm. Then we get to Wendy. Wendy's talking to Tony because, uh, because Danny is checked out of the building. Why are you confused? Well, because before that happens, uh, he he said that he he's got to be mistaken because uh, you've always he tells Jack that he's always been the caretaker here. Yeah. Um. This uh, then we get to Wendy and Tony, and he calls her Mrs. Torrance. Yeah, he's doing the the, the Tony voice with his finger thing, and and, I, and she's like, "Wake up, Danny!" And he's like, "Danny's not here." <laughs> yeah, Danny's Danny's not gonna wake up for a while. And. This is a protective measure. Yeah. Really. Yeah, and it makes you think that The Shining isn't a power as much as it is a defense mechanism at this point. Yeah, and another thing that this movie doesn't explain is that Tony is Danny from the future. Right. And I really wish that would have been more fleshed out in Doctor Sleep. Because he could have just gone and told Danny stuff Mm -hmm. from him now. Yeah. But they didn't do that. Well, I almost felt like his character in Dr. Sleep was past that time that this, he would have been communicating with his younger self. Yeah. That's what I, I guessed. So we cut back to Jack. Jack now hears the radio and you think he's going to answer it. Nope. He dismantles it. That happens right after Wendy and Tony talk. Oh, really? I thought it was earlier. I did, too. That's why I mentioned it. But then I remembered because I wrote it down. Mm. And now it's 8 a.m. Dick does call. Oh, something that during the conversation that Grady and Jack have is that uh, Grady was like, you know, um, my, my girls didn't care for the overlook and I had to correct them. Yeah. So... I mean, it makes sense. That's that's an interesting way to say I murdered them. Yeah. So Dick calls back to the forest rangers. The forest rangers are like, "Eh, they're not answering. They could just be out of range, you know, out of the area or or the radio's broke. Mm -hmm. I don't know. So now it's 8 a.m. and Dick's on his way to Colorado. Yes. Sweet home Colorado. Sorry, I got to flip. I wrote down so much crap. Yeah. Um, Jack is writing. Yeah, he's typing away. Type, type, type. And we never see anything yet. We just see that he's typing. I remember when I was in 4-H, I took creative writing for Mm -hmm. 4-H because I couldn't own a goat. (laughs) Right. And I, I wrote a, uh, a time travel story. Ooh. And, uh, I wrote it all longhand. And then I was told, no, you have to type it. Oh. And I'm like, how the hell am I going to get a typewriter? (laughs) Well, luckily, my aunt had a typewriter, and it was an electric typewriter. Ooh. Oh, yeah. That's fancy. That is fancy. Yeah. And, uh... And I typed away and never never knew how typing keyboards worked or anything like that. And I wrote my book a second time. And edited it while I was ah, typing. Ah, smart. Yeah. So, 
and I got uh, second place. I remember uh, my senior year, I needed a typed paper for English class, mm -hmm. and we did not have a typewriter. We definitely didn't have a computer. And so I had to go to my mother's work and use her word processor yeah. to type it all up. And I was like, how does this work? Yeah. Because <laughs> I would not experienced that. And then uh, the second time I used a typewriter, I was I entered myself into a creative writing uh, course mm -hmm. or not co contest. Yeah. Uh, in eighth grade English, and I got first place for that's my cool. vampire story. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And so that's both those times I used the same typewriter because uh, I had an aunt. Mm-hmm. You're good we for were stuff. Poor. Uh, so. We get Jack typing, and then I think it fades over the plane landing. Yeah. The, so, like, typing plane and plane lands, landing. The plane like, in a mountain of snow, it mm -hmm. looked like. I mean, it was just blustery out there. Yeah. And so he lands, and... Uh, he, he calls somebody local to the Overlook area. Yeah. He calls to, this guy, and he's like, <laughs> hey, man... Uh, how's the roads and he's like oh they're they're really bad and, and he goes it must be nice being in miami he's like well <laughs> yeah he's like well i'm here and he's like what are you doing here and he goes well you know that caretaker up there he might be an asshole <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like really you're just gonna just say that well i think it made more sense for him to come back he he made, basically made it sound like the owners of the hotel asked him to come check on them because yeah. they weren't doing their job yeah and dick was the uh, the head cook there mm -hmm. so obviously he'd be the first person they call instead of anybody else you know, he may have done the caretaker job once or twice. Could have. Could have. So Danny, he, he, Danny's completely checked out, by the way. Yes, he's still, he's still, you know, Tony. Yeah. So Dick called that guy to arrange for a snow cat. And so they show Dick yes. driving in the snow, like, looking a little nervous. They pass this semi-wreck that destroyed a red VW bug. Yeah. Yeah, um, which is an F you to Stephen King, apparently. I guess so. Um, Stephen King, I think I watched an interview last night uh, where Stephen King was talking very briefly about the movie um, because he does not like the movie and uh, he's gone on record for not liking the movie. And he said that uh, one, one thing that he wanted Kubrick to do was let them drive a red VW Beetle. And Kubrick goes, no, yellow. And he's like, really? he's like, why yellow? Yeah. And he's like, because that's what I want. Oh. And, and so Stephen King was pissed off and uh, wrote something, an article in a paper or something like that, about how Kubrick's going to ruin the movie. And <laughs> Kubrick put the red VW Beetle in the movie, but it was crushed by a truck <gasps> as a big screw you, Stephen King. Wow. That's what it is. I didn't know that. So, yeah. So Dick's on his way up there. So then we see Wendy and Danny watching TV. We don't see the TV, but you can hear the song. That's it's a cartoon. Yeah, it's, it's a, a Roadrunner. Road yeah. yeah, beep beep. It was so funny. I was like, I don't remember that song. Again, we're watching Warner Brothers movies. Yeah. And in Warner Brothers movies, if you're watching a movie in that movie, it's a Warner Brothers movie mm -hmm. every single time. Uh, interview with Vampire, it's not subtle, but it's a Warner Brothers movie that they watch. Uh, it's Superman. Oh, yeah. And uh, 
and and other other licensed things. Uh-huh. So and and you know, Ready Player One. That's just a giant amount that is a of product placement. version <laughs> of Warner Brothers movies. Yes. So Wendy says Wendy, that she's going to go talk to Daddy. Yeah, and she grabs a bat. Uh huh. Now, why would she grab a bat when she's going to go talk to Jack? Because she's terrified. Of what? She's still afraid that there's a woman in two thirty-seven. Oh. And I think she's a little scared of her husband. Well, wouldn't you be? Uh, yeah. I'd have hit him with that bat already. This is why I've never become a writer. I'd have been an abusive person. Why? Um, because that's what writers do. They beat up their wives. No, they don't. Ernest Hemingway, Stephen King. Stephen King didn't beat his wife. Uh, Charlene Harris. Oh, shut up. <laughs> J.K. Rowling. We're not even touching that. <laughs> um, so Tony's still here. Yep. She takes that bat. She, uh, it's daytime. Yeah, it's daytime. She goes down to his writing room and he's not there. Yes. That we can see anyway. And so she goes to see what he's been writing. Here's a fun fact for you. Uh-huh. Kubrick made either, I don't know if it was his wife or a secretary of some sort. Oh, I feel bad. He made her write 800 pages in different styles yeah. of all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. So the one that's on the typewriter has mistakes on boy. Yeah. There's bog, there's bot, there's buy or something mm-hmm. in there. So there's a lot of mistakes. And I was like... <laughs> Is he starting to really lose it now? <laughs> yeah. And so, like, yeah, he, he, yeah, Kubrick made that woman uh, write 800 pages of that. Yeah, because there was, I, I thought there were thousands of pages at one point. Yeah. I was like, how much has he done? And I'm like, man, I'm glad he doesn't live anymore. He sounds like he was really hard to deal with, yeah. Yeah. And so. Jack comes up, how do you like it? <laughs> how do you like it? <laughs> He looks insane. She screams. She's got her bat at the ready. And when she he's looks like, terrified. And he's like, what should we do with Danny? Now, this is the 150 takes. She goes, what are you, or he goes, what are you doing down here? And she said, I wanted to talk to you. And he goes, about what? And she's like, I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. And like, he, he's like stalking her and she's backing up and she's swinging the bat and he's like, what are you doing? And she goes, I don't know. I'm confused. And and he's like, I don't want to hurt you. I just want to bash your brains in. Yeah. Yeah. He does ask, what should we do with Danny? And she's like, he should go to the doctor as soon as possible. A doctor? Yeah. And he's like, are you concerned about me? And I was like, oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, this scene literally broke Shelley Duvall. Yeah, and, and she looks very haggard in this scene. Um, this was done on purpose to make her method act when she's not a method actress. Yeah, they did 127 takes. Yeah. And that should be unconscionable. The, the thing about this is, like, so the next movie Scatman Carruthers did was Bronco Billy, where he played the ringmaster, uh, the, the announcer of the circus mm-hmm. or show 
and uh, they would do maybe three takes. Mm -hmm. And at one point, uh, after one of the takes, and 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 the director goes, "Cut! That was good." And so Scatman Carruthers sat down and just started crying. And they're <laughs> like, "Poor man!" They're like, "What the heck? What's wrong?" And he goes, "I I just I just can't do more than." That. He, he was like, I'm happy. Yeah, he's so happy because he he just, the last movie he did, they did hundreds of takes yeah. for a four second scene. The The scene with him and Danny supposedly was like 148 takes. Yeah, that's insane. Especially for a child. Well, especially the fact that they used film. Yeah, that was expensive. Yeah, now they can just do it and just, and and it'd be digital. Yeah. And digital you can just copy over and mm -hmm. it's not that big of a deal. Well, the thing is, he wouldn't have copied over it. He'd have just let it play and then he would have went back to to post and been like, "Okay, let's cut here." But do you know how long that would take? Hours. Oh, I could just not imagine having to work on this no. movie. And I'd quit. From, from what I've heard, Woody Allen had done something similar. I think he does four takes on every scene. He's a nutter whether too. It's, whether it's a good take or a bad take. Yeah. He would do four takes and he would just take the better one or mm -hmm. something like that. I can understand I doing wrong. more than one. Yeah. I can because, you know, you might have gone through and you're like, oh, you were making a weird face. Yeah. You know? So anyway, they're going up the stairs and Jack's getting more and more outrageous he tells her to stop swinging the bat yeah give me the bat and so she hits him in uh -huh. the hand and he falls down and he she, uh oh she bashes him in the head she too. yeah he 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 goes for the bat gets his hand and then he looks like you hit me and then she whacks him in the head and i'm like finally <laughs> at one point he does say that uh there's no way out. Uh, check the radio. Check the snowcat. Yes. And so he says that when she puts him in the freezer. Yeah. She. Uh, so the next scene we see is her dragging him. Yeah. And effortlessly. She has the strength of 10 men. It's a little slow. But I was like, it's taken him a while to really. She knocked him out good. Yeah. He's like waking up. Yeah. And he's like not present uh -huh. yet. His, I don't know how he did that with his eyes. No, me either. Yeah. So she gets him in and he's about, he's trying to get up, you know, and catch her before she locks him in the, in the free, the refrigerator. It's and, a nice uh, walking cooler, by the way. She, she just sits down and uh, she just starts sobbing and he kind of gets up and all you can see is the product placement of the foods. Yeah, you see what tang and you Heinz see, uh, and, and the, uh, the uh, baking powder and. Um, oh my gosh, there's just so much in here. Yeah, so much. And uh, he pleads with her to let him out. And and, and, she and does. then no and 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 <laughs> uh, and he's like, just let me out, and it'll be like nothing happened. Yeah, yeah, it's, it'll it'll be all right, Wendy. And then I'm not going to do anything. He's like sitting on a bag of rice, and he goes. I think you hurt me real bad. And it reminded me of the movie Scream. Yeah. Yeah. It's hey like Matthew man. Lillard. <laughs> I think you went a little leap there, dude. <laughs> and uh, uh, he's like, I think I need a doctor. And she she goes, well, I'm going to go down uh, 
and, and with Danny and, and take him to a doctor and then I'll come back. And that's when he's like, <laughs> good luck. Yeah. Yeah. So he he took off the distributor cap and cut it up of the snowcat. Uh-huh. And he, yeah, of course, he took out the circuits of the uh, radio. So there's no outside communication and there's no way down the mountain. Yeah. And she she leaves the bat and grabs a kitchen knife now. A big old kitchen knife. And it doesn't look like... A sturdy knife, in my opinion, but it's a long it's, knife. It's not a knife that I would use for stabbing people. No, if I was going to defend myself, slip. I'd look for something better. You need something with a better hilt so you yes. can get deep instead of, like, if it would I've slip watched, in your hand. I've watched enough movies to know that, yeah, you need something that, and you got to hold it a certain way yeah. so that you don't hurt yourself. Right, right. Like, we know how to stab people over here at Happy Fun Time Movie That's, Hour. <laughs> I know how to defend myself. Um, so she goes out with the knife, finds everything's been sabotaged. Yeah. Now it's 4 p.m. It's dark. Yeah. Jack's asleep on the rice bags. And, and Grady's like, you're really screwing this up, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, what do you mean? <laughs> we just don't have faith in you. Yeah. And, uh, and so th- he unlocks the door. He, he's like, now, he's got one more chance. I watched a review, and the guy goes, nobody knows how Jack got out of the refrigerator. And I'm like, uh, are you stupid? Did you Were you staring at your dumb phone? What's going on? <laughs> the hotel let him out. Because they let him out. Yeah. Yeah, the ghosts let him out. Yeah. Uh, this this reviewer was like, we think he did it with telepathy. That's and I'm like, like are no. you stupid still? Are you still <laughs> stupid? Uh, it was Grady. Grady mm-hmm. let him out. Mm-hmm. It's- Wendy's asleep. Dan- yeah, Wendy's asleep, and Danny is muttering "Red Rum." Red Rum, Red Rum. He goes. And he's loud too. He's like not, if he's not super loud, but he's loud enough that I would have woke up. I would have woken up yeah. if some creepy little child is screaming "Red Rum." Mm-hmm. Um, but he's got the knife, and I'm like, does he carve it into the door? I I couldn't remember. <laughs> it's always uh, lipstick. Yeah, I know yeah. it's lipstick, but like. In my Mandela effect uh-huh. brain, I'm like, maybe he carves it into the door, um, which I can still see in my mind how he would scratch it oh, into that's the door. Funny. So um, he grabs the lipstick. And one thing that bothered me here was that she never wore lipstick. She never wore lipstick and the cap was off. Women don't do that. This one does because she's ugly. It would dry out. You leave the cap on. Maybe it's dried out. And that's how she puts makeup on. She's like, oh, I love how dry this feels. Yeah. Stop it. <clears throat> so he goes over and he he writes red rum on the door. And some of the letters are backwards yeah. and some are not. Mm-hmm. Like the M is definitely backwards. <laughs> anyway, then he starts yelling it. Like louder, and he becomes Danny's voice again. Yeah, Red Rom, Red Rom. Yeah, and, and she she's like, wakes "Oh my up god, and Danny! She's like, what the hell? Give me and, that knife, you psycho!" <laughs> and then she's hugging him, and she sees in the mirror it says "murder." Yeah, and so uh, and then uh, Jack starts beating on the door with a with a fire axe. Yep, and he goes, he goes, Wendy, I'm home. So the hotel in the book. There's a big portion of it uh, where Stephen King has this one area that Danny didn't like to go through that I think he had to pass to get to their room where the fire hose 
would try and attack him all the time. That's hilarious. Yeah. You saw the the series, though, I right? saw the miniseries. And the kid that was in that movie, or in that He acted his little butt off. He was a goofy-looking kid. He, he, was he had the of... biggest damn teeth I've ever seen in a person. <laughs> I think he grew into it. Um, I doubt it. That kid's but no, probably dead that now. Kid, that kid acted his little butt off for a TV movie. Yeah. And he had... He, he was given probably better direction at being... Not as creepy as the Danny Torrance in the movie. Yeah. He actually, you know, had lines. Now, in the book, they had the hedge animals. Yeah. Around a playground. Mm -hmm. And so he went out on the playground and there was like like a tunnel that you could play in. Mm -hmm. And he didn't like the tunnel because he felt like weird. And the hedge animals put like chased him into the tunnel and there was a ghost in the tunnel okay so they tried to get him so it's just weirdness i mean there's a lot of weird differences from the book to the movie yeah um but they put that in the mini series yeah and it was fine I, re- I remember watching it and thinking huh this is very different it is very very different um, i mean i think you but should that's watch the both one stephen king really wanted to make yes yeah. They escape into the bathroom. Um, and fun fact here is that uh, Jack Nicholson was a firefighter at one point, And uh, he could break a door down in two seconds. I didn't know that. Yeah. And so they had to reinforce the door so that... So that he wouldn't he do couldn't, that. <laughs> he couldn't just bust the door down. I mean, the first two takes they did uh, of him, he just... He smashed the door in... in two hits oh wow so they were like ah that's not gonna work buddy no and and instead of telling him to hold back or give him a duller axe yeah they they instead reinforced the door um they got heavier doors Uh for and he i wonder what their door budget was straight through (laughs) so weird (laughs) so they they uh they go into the bathroom. She opens the window. It's hard to open, apparently. Plus, the window doesn't open very far. No, it's it's like, what, maybe a Enough foot. for a kid to get out. And a very skinny, olive oil-looking woman. Her head was too big. Yeah, she has a giant head. And Actually, she could get her head out. She it's like an orange on out. a toothpick. Stop it. <laughs> what a big head she has. <laughs> so, she pushes Danny out. And here's where we see that that big that, snow that drift. big snow drift. Yeah. And so he rolls down that thing and he just hauls ass. He's just gone. He's, he stopped. No, he stops at the bottom. Oh, yeah. He's waiting for Dan. She, he's waiting for his mom to and, come. And she can't fit through. No. Um, much like uh, Rose McGowan couldn't yeah, fit through the doggy, doggy door. door. So Poor girl. She, she tells Danny Gigantic to run. balloon boobs. And then she's got her knife and she hides on the opposite side of the door. Yeah. I, and my brain, I kept thinking... She can't stand right in front of the door. She'd get hit by an axe. Nah, yeah. yeah. There was enough room on the other side so of the door. <laughs> he's hitting it, hitting it, hitting it. And then he gets a good chunk out and he puts his face through and he goes, here's Johnny. We found out that Kubrick didn't understand that at no all. no idea what that was referencing. And so he's like, that's a good, that's a good ad lib. Yeah. And, and, and left like, it in. Mm, okay. <laughs> 
And um, it's one of the most iconic scenes that you remember about yeah. this movie. So Danny is running away at this point. He runs back into the hotel. Yeah. And he hides into uh, like a, uh, underneath a cabinet of some sort. In the kitchen. Yeah. And then we hear the snow cat coming. And everything yeah. just stops. When Wendy does cut him, though. She stabs him in the hand. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and then, yeah, we hear the snow yeah. cat. And he pauses. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I gotta kill me a son of a bitch. <laughs> and he leaves. And Wendy's like... We don't actually see that part, though. We just... We're, we're like, what's happening? We see him downstairs yeah. now, before we see him leave the if, room. If you've ever seen this scene, you're like... How does she escape? You know? In, in like, if that's all you ever see oh, is him uh-huh. pounding the door down. Yeah. And here's Johnny. You think, well. He obviously he, killed her. He yeah. got her. Yeah. No. no. Um, Dick Halloran shows up in his snowcat, his loud ass snowcat. <laughs> and, uh, and he gets chopped in the chest. Yeah. So in the book, uh. The axe isn't used. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, I think he beats them up with a mallet. Yeah. it's a, there's it's a, like croquet a croquet mallet. mallet. Yeah. And uh, Dick lives in them, in the book. In the book, he lives. Um, in Doctor Sleep, he's, I guess, integral in the book. Yeah. Uh, in the movie, he's a ghost that talks to Danny. He's not a ghost. He's a ghost at the beginning of the movie. He's talking to Dick, and Dick's a ghost. What do you mean Dick's a ghost? Dick's dead in the book, in in the movie. At the end? No, in Dr. Sleep. Oh, I'm sorry. I was like, what are you talking about? I'm talking about Dr. Sleep. Okay, okay. So he's a ghost in Dr. Sleep that talks to Danny. Okay, Mm mm-hmm. And Dick's searching for anybody. He's like, hello, anybody here? And he's being as loud he's as he can. He's being loud. Um, which is, you know. A mistake. The first person that dies in any horror movie is a black man. Oh. One other thing. When we jump back to when uh, Jack is talking to Delbert Grady in the bath in the red bathroom, they say the N-word like four times. Oh, yeah, yeah, they, they do. I was uh, like. Grady's oh, like, you know who's coming to save them, aren't you? And they're like, what? Uh, n-word and i was like n-word what? yes an n-word an n-word yeah and like good god guys. i was like really anyway so <laughs> i just thought what i was like <laughs> it was a racist period of time still <laughs> yeah so when jack kills danny or not jack kills dick danny screams mm-hmm. which alerts jack and jack starts chasing danny yeah he gets out and then Danny runs over to uh, the maze. Wendy gets out of. The, Wendy finally gets her wits about her. Yeah, and she's she gets like, out of the bathroom. She's got that big ass knife. And then she just starts roaming the hotel, Danny. And I was like, he's obviously not up here. No. <laughs> and and so she looks into one of the rooms, and it's a guy in a tuxedo getting a blowjob from a guy that's from wearing a bear, a bear costume. And, With his uh, butt flap open. I mean. Why not? There's theories about this too, and I'm just like, I think it's just the ghosts are finally showing themselves. Yeah, yeah and I, this is how she sees the blood and the the elevator. I think eventually, yeah. And uh-huh. uh, I don't think she sees the Grady twins. She doesn't like, see the twins. In my brain, I 
see her seeing it, but my brain's a liar. So Jack is giving chase to Danny through the hedge he, maze. He turned all the lights on yeah. in, the, in the maze, too. So, so each bench has a light underneath it, like a little spotlight. I, I don't know. No, I thought it was at the ends. And uh, it's it's not each bench because there's a lot of benches, but like yeah. every couple feet underneath a bench, there's a oh, light okay. that comes on. There's lights at the ends of the hedges and things like that. Now, Danny, being the person that he is, mm-hmm. knows this hedge maze pretty well. Mm-hmm. He's a- gone at out this there point, a lot. He's gone out there at least 20 times and he knows his way around. Jack, on the other hand, has no idea how to navigate this son bitch. Mm. So he's just following the footsteps. Yeah. And he he looks rough. Yeah, he his looks leg is dragging. He's busted up. He, yeah, he's he's hurt. And Wendy sees uh Dick and Dick's dead. Uh-huh. But Danny does something that like when I first saw this movie, the original time I saw this movie and I saw him do that, I was like that's brilliant. Where he retraces his oh, footsteps. Oh, yeah. He goes backwards. And goes backwards. And then he hops off to the side. And, and covers it And then it covers it. Yeah. And so, like, Jack runs up to there and he's like, Danny! Uh-huh. And then he's also babbling. He's like, blah, blah, blah. It gets worse after he starts, after he loses the trail. Yeah. And he's clutching his chest already. Uh-huh. So, you're like, oh, he's not long for this world. When I originally saw this movie, I was like, there's no way this kid's going to get out of this alive. There's no way. And he does. Yeah. Because Jack runs off one way and then Danny follows his own foot. Uh-huh. Foot. Prince. Prince. <laughs> Words hard. Foot what? Foot foot something. Um, but, but follows his footprints back out of the maze. So uh, after Wendy sees... Uh, that, that Dick is dead. She uh, she sees cobwebs. Yeah. Oh, and, and, and then skeletons. Skeletons, like a dead party. And then uh, she goes towards the elevator. And then... Um, That's when she sees the blood. It Well, we see Danny step backwards then. Because uh, they, they kind of go back and forth. Yeah. And then the, the elevator... You, it's such slow motion too. Mm-hmm. Like you just barely see it start opening and all this blood just starts pouring out. And this is before digital effects were really a thing. So we're seeing this as a practical effect. Yeah. How much fake blood was used? Because one scene they show like the chairs are floating in the blood. Yeah. You know, uh-huh. so there's like that much blood. And and where was the shot? Because it couldn't have been in the hotel. They wouldn't have well, let him do 100% that. One hundred percent, it was done in the hotel. No, they it wasn't. poured a bunch of blood <laughs> down an elevator shaft. Yeah. So they showed Jack, and he's frozen to death. Not yet. No. So Danny finally gets out of the maze. Wendy sees him, grabs him, drop. She drops the knife as soon as she sees him. Grabs him up. They go to the snowcat, and they start uh, going off. Yep. They and drive then, away. and then we see Jack moaning like a wounded animal for a bit, still searching before he finally collapses. Yeah. And he's just sitting against the hedge and he's just frozen. And then, uh, yeah, they show him the next morning and he's just frozen. He's got his eyes in the back of his head kind of thing. And I'm like, how does he do that? (sighs) 
And then they go into the hotel through the gold room. Yeah, and there's music playing. It's yeah, a party. It's like, like 1920s music, yeah. you know. And they're it's a New Year's Eve party. They're focusing. There's nobody there. They're just focusing on the... Well, I know that. The, no, they don't know that. They know uh, that. You've seen The Shining, haven't you? <laughs> um, they're focusing on those pictures on the wall right outside the yeah. room. And so they finally, you know, it takes them forever because Kubrick's a weirdo. Front and center is Jack. Yep. Just... In that picture. And it's 1921. It's the July 4th ball. And he's obviously the caretaker. Yeah. And that's it. That's the movie. Yep. Credits. Credits. Um, there's, it's a long movie. There's a movie. post-credit scene where Jack stands up and he goes, man, that sucked. No, there isn't. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Iron Man arrives. And then Superman. That's funny. Yeah, so... I like this movie. It's it's one of my go-to movies. Um, it's not my Halloween go-to movie, but it is one of the movies I I will watch if it's on. Really? Yeah. My go-to movie, if it's on, is always Goodfellas. Yeah, that's a good one, too. If I happen to be flipping through a channel, which doesn't happen very much anymore, but if I yeah, see it's on... we don't have channels. I, sometimes there's stuff, and I'm like, oh, Goodfellas. Yeah. <laughs> It doesn't matter where it's at in the movie either. I'm like, oh, no, I'm going to watch this just now. Ray Liotta just snorting cocaine and being <laughs> paranoid. <laughs> yeah. Talk about paranoid. Yeah. So, yeah, this movie is not faithful to the book whatsoever. No. Um, I watched this movie and then I, and then I bought the book and read the book and was very confused as to why nothing Nothing in the lined movie up was in the book. Mm-hmm. Like um, there's some things, but it's a with a wide brush. Yeah, very wide. They're like, hey, you see that over there? Yeah. Can you take a picture of it? Yeah. And then he turns around, and takes a picture of the sky. <laughs> That's how it is. It's it's very interesting that there were the overtones of not only the physical abuse mm-hmm. but possible sexual sexual abuse, which I thought was. The, the first several times I saw it, I never thought that. Oh, uh, yeah, me either. The first time I watched it, I had no idea what well, yeah, you were a kid, physical abuse but was. You know, but later on, when, when you know, after I've studied things and, and analyzed other movies and books, mm-hmm. um, I was like, oh, he's banging his kid. Well, I, all I could think of is, why... Why did they even need to bring that element in? It's bad enough that he was probably smacking his kid around. I don't know if they wanted it to be an actual ghost story or if they wanted it to be just he's he's isolated, he's got cabin fever, and he's going crazy. Mm-hmm. That's what I think it was. Okay. So, anyway, if you like this podcast, follow us on something. Facebook. Facebook. Yeah, we are. Probably not Twitter after Elon takes over. No. Uh, (laughs) Just because he's talking about making a paid service and we're not doing that. (laughs) No. Also, we are Happy Fun Time Movie Hour on Facebook. Mm -hmm. You can follow us there. You can like us, subscribe on whatever platform you like to use. Mm -hmm. Um, We got some new listeners that I know from work. Oh, yeah. hi. Yeah. He says we're a little dry. So that's Sorry. that's what we are. <laughs> um, shout out to Johnny. 
texted me. He liked our uh, one of our episodes recently. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. And so, anyway, um, hopefully we're going to have some guests on here. I've been talking with Mickey. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to do Clerks 3. So, that'll be interesting. You're going to cry in front of Mickey? No. No, I've seen Clerks 3 enough times now that Honey. it's not going to hurt me. Honey, you still cry at Titanic. Shut up. <laughs> so, anyway... um. That was The Shining, and uh, go watch a movie.